It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's talk about the market, the general market, and we're going to bring it down to kind of what you're experiencing. What's the story with home sales that are pending? Are they rising? Are they falling? What's going on? Well, actually, the last 10 straight months, it's been declining, which is kind of sad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mean the uh, the amount of contracts? The amount of pending sales. Sales, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you have to have a property and then it has to get under contract. That's when it's considered pending. And then yeah. from pending, it goes to closing. Okay. So it's the so pending. The number of pending contracts. Correct. So that's, that's a sign. It's a, an early sign of kind of the future because what's pending is will eventually close. If that's weakening, then you can kind of point to saying that sales are actually going to be weakening as well. Right. Okay. Correct. All right. So they slipped 2.6% in October. It's not a terrible number, but it's just kind of the sign. And you said for the last 10 months. For the last 10 months. It's really, you know, because of the recent rise in mortgage rates that helped and fueled the number of pool of buyers that are out there. Yeah. 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 Because it's more expensive. I think rates have risen by about one and a half percent. Still basically at historic lows. Absolutely. We always want to say that because, you know, in the early part of the 2000s, we had 8% mortgage right. rates. Average. And yep. now they're like, oh, just five. Or under people, five. Under five. So, you know, come on, we're half, we're still half. Yeah. So higher housing prices are justified because the affordability is still there. That's right. But if you are a buyer who could afford a house at three and a half percent, you can probably, I mean, barely afford it, let's say. Right. You can't afford it at four Correct. and three quarters That's percent. right. If you were at your max at three and a half percent and it bumps up that little bit, that's enough. Because everything's ratio, Steve. They look to your, at your debt to income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once that you exceed a certain threshold, they, they won't lend the money. You know, skipping ahead here, there was an article that you sent to me that talked about millennials not taking on enough debt because they're so conservative. They I guess, are. You know, they're coming out of the 08 crisis yep. and they heard all these messages about how debt is bad and gets into trouble. So now the pendulum has swung completely the other way and they're not taking on any credit card debt. And that hurts them if they go try to get a mortgage. It does. You know, I have daughters that are of that age and I've told them, you know, you don't buy anything unless you can pay for it. You yeah. use credit card for convenience, which is great. But I've also realized I've letting them down a little bit because one went to get a car and went to get a car loan and they jacked up the interest rate. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is wrong. That's right. You know, so. And the fact that they did, they don't have credit or they don't have debt is really a good thing. But that's not the way the world thinks lenders right? look at it, because they think if you're making more money, you should have more assets and then take on a little bit more debt. Whereas if you don't have the debt, they do the reverse math and they say, well, you may not be you must not be making or saving and have the assets to support it. They like to see three credit cards being used. They call it a fat file versus a thin file, which okay, is none. I know that. Okay. So if you're a first-time home buyer, you know, take on a little bit of debt, pay it yeah. off. The real, real yeah. key is yeah. pay it off each month. Don't be late. Be responsible. Yeah, but you know, it, it's actually, it's more than that. So you're thinking about taking on debt. You know, I listened to, to Steve and Terry and they said take on more debt. I don't agree with them. I don't want to do it. but I'm going to do it because why haven't I done it? Because I'm afraid that if I do put stuff on my credit card, that I'm not going to have the self-discipline to pay pay it it off, right? right? But the whole key to it is that you must pay it off. And to me, the real sin is that credit cards give you benefits, 
points for yeah. travel or cash back. Sure. Where if you use a debit card, you get nothing. That's right. And you're hurting your future ability to borrow money for the important items right. like a house and a and car. And you can get a mortgage. It's not like you're not going to be oh. able to get a mortgage. The difference is it's mm. going to be at a higher rate. Yeah. And that's just wrong. And that's just wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. Well, and if you have a 30-year mortgage and you live in a house for, say, 10 to 15 years. We're I talking mean, that, a lot of money. That's right. You know, 1% difference over 30 years. I know. Okay. So another reason that houses, maybe pending home sales are dropping is that baby boomers just aren't moving. Right. They used to be this idea that, okay, we've got this big house. The kids have grown up in our house. Now the kids are gone. So let's downsize and uh, take that extra money and go travel and now live this other life that we plan. But they're sticking. They're sticking. And why are yep. they sticking? That's the question. Ah, the million dollar question. And, and the baby boomers numbers are growing. In 2006, there was like, what, 9 million? And by 2026, there's going to be 16 million? Yeah, well, that's the number of homeowners between age 65 Correct. and homeowners. 74. Correct. So in 2006, there were 9 million homeowners. By 2026, there's going to be 16 million. And so there's a lot of inventory kind of being sucked up there. Yep. That if that doesn't turn. Now, of course, when us baby boomers, and I speak of myself, of course, not of you. I right. know, <laughs> no, tw- I'm actually a baby boomer. You're 20 years old. I, I know you. You're a baby boomer. Okay. Uh, yep. I mean, at some time, they're going to sell because we'll no well, longer be die. on this earth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about what happens before then. So number one, as people age, they tend to move less. They're moving less. There's some nostalgia there. You've got your homes where your kids grow up, the pictures on the wall and all that. Right. So. Well, then there's also the the reality. The reality why they're not moving is there's not that many smaller homes uh, that they like or where they want to be. Mm-hmm. That's one reason. The other reason is the cost. So let's say, for example, you have a, I don't know, let's say $800,000 house and you're moving to a $400,000 house and yeah. you've been in that $800,000 house 30 years. Your tax base when you go to the newer house. Well, first, let's back up. You've been in the house for all those years. You have this homestead exemption, which limits the amount of increase. That's right. Right? So your house may be worth eight hundred, but maybe you're only paying taxes on five thousand. Yeah, or five hundred thousand dollar house or something like that. Whatever it is, five thousand. Now you go to a four hundred thousand dollar house, taxes have gone up, the millage rate has gone up, and now you're establishing a new base at this higher level. So it may absorb a good deal of the savings that you thought you were going to get when you downsized. That's right. Wow. And so it it doesn't look as attractive as initially sounded. Plus, if you're going to borrow money, then mortgage rates are- A little bit higher. They're higher as well. So now if you're going to pay cash, that, that eliminates that issue. Right. So there's real reasons there, but this makes for the complexities and the, and the dynamics right. of the real estate market. But even if you're paying more and you have less house to maintain, if you think of it that way, Steve, if you've got a 4,000 square foot house and you've got to put a new roof on that yeah. versus uh, a 2,000 square foot house, that's a big savings just in, I guess, maintenance costs. Cost. The maintenance costs are going to be lower too. So right. you've got to put that in the calculation That's as right. Well. Don't forget those. All right, cool. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, 30-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.